0: So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 254. Today in our episode, we'll be again looking at the book of Job. Another one of his friends will basically tell Job that he's getting what he deserves. Job will again say, I don't think that's true. And as we go back and forth, uh, Job basically says lots of times people who are evil don't get what they deserve and those who are not evil don't. Don't get what they deserve. And yet, as we work through this, we realize that there is something to be said for the fact that one day people will get what they deserve. There will be justice. But I think the important thing to remember as we work through this, too, is that no one actually gets what they deserve when they're shown mercy, when they're shown forgiveness, because grace is an undeserved gift. That if we all got what we deserve, what we would deserve is God's judgment, which we'll see in book of Revelation. But we are offered grace through Jesus Christ, and that's why we have hope. And so, as we think about what do you deserve, what do people deserve, let's keep those thoughts in mind as we read through Job, Psalm 101, and Revelation chapter 16. So Job chapter 22. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered, Is it to God that a strong man is of benefit? Is it to him that even a wise man is profitable? Is it of any special benefit to the Almighty that you should be righteous? Or is it any gain to him that you make your ways blameless? Is it because of your piety that he rebukes you and goes to judgment with you? Is not your wickedness great? And is there no end to your iniquity? For you took pledges from your brothers for no reason, and you stripped the clothing from the naked. You gave the weary no water to drink, and from the hungry you withheld food. Although you were a powerful man owning land, an honored man living on it, you sent widows away empty-handed, and the arms of the orphans you crushed. That is why snares surround you, and why sudden fear terrifies you, why it is so dark you cannot see, and why a flood of waters covers you. Is not God on high in heaven? And see the lofty stars, how high they are. But you have said, what does God know? Does he judge through such deep darkness? Thick clouds are a veil for him, so he does not see us, and he goes back and forth in the vault of heaven. Will you keep to the old path that evil men have walked, men who were carried off before their time, when the flood was poured out on their foundations? They were saying to God, turn away from us, and what can the Almighty do for, to us? But it was he who filled their houses with good things, yet the counsel of the wicked was far from me. The righteous see their destruction and rejoice, and the innocent mock them scornfully, saying, Surely our enemies are destroyed and fire consumes their wealth. Reconcile yourself with God and be at peace with him. In this way your prosperity will be good. Accept instruction from his mouth and store up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. If you remove wicked behavior far from your tent and throw your gold into the dust, your gold of Ophir among the rocks and the ravines, then the Almighty Himself will be your gold and the choicest silver for you. Surely then you will delight yourself in the Almighty and will lift up your face toward God. You will pray to Him and He will hear you and you will fulfill your vows to Him. Whatever you decide on a matter, it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. When people are brought low and you say, lift them up, then he will save the downcast. He will deliver even someone who is not innocent, who who will escape through the cleanness of your hands. Then Job answered, even today my complaint is still bitter. His hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I could come to his place of residence, I would lay out my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know with what words he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me with great power? No, he he would only pay attention to me. There an upright person could present his case before him, and I would be delivered forever from my judge. If I go to the east, he is not there, and to the west, yet I do not perceive him. In the north, when he is at work, I do not see him. When he turns to the south, I see no trace of him. But he knows the pathway that I take. If he tested me, I would come forth like gold. My feet have followed his steps closely. I have kept to his way and have not turned aside. I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than the allotted portion. But he is unchangeable, and who can change him? Whatever he has desired, he does. For he fulfills his decree against me, and many such things are his plans." That is why I am am terrified in His presence, when I consider I am afraid because of Him. Indeed, God has made my heart faint, the Almighty has terrified me. Yet I have not been silent because of the darkness, because of the thick darkness that covered my face. Why are times not appointed by the Almighty? Why do those who know Him not see His days? Men move boundary stones, they seize the flock and pasture them, they drive away the orphan's donkey, they take the widow's ox as a pledge, they turn the needy from the pathway, and the poor of the land hide themselves together. Like wild donkeys in the wilderness, they go out to their labor, seeking diligently for food. The arid rift valley provides food for them and for their children. They reap fodder in the field and glean in the vineyard of the wicked. They spend the night naked because they lack clothing, they have no covering against the cold." They are soaked by mountain rains and huddle in the rocks because they lack shelter. The fatherless child is snatched from the breast. The infant of the poor is taken as a pledge. They go about naked without clothing and go hungry while they carry the sheaves. They press out the olive oil between the rows of olive trees. They tread the winepress while they are thirsty. From the city the dying groan and the wounded cry out for help. But God charges no one with wrongdoing. There are those who rebel against the light. They do not know its ways, and they do not stay on its paths. Before daybreak, the murderer rises up. He kills the poor and the needy. In the night, he is like a thief. And the eye of the adulterer watches for the twilight, thinking, no eye can see me, and covers his face with a mask. In the dark, the robber breaks into houses, but by day, they shut themselves in. They do not know the light. For all of them, the morning is to them like deep darkness. They are friends with terrors of darkness. You say, He is foam on the face of the waters. Their portion of the land is cursed so that no one goes to their vineyard. The drought as well as the heat snatch up the melted snow. So the grave snatches up the silver. Sinner. The womb forgets him. The worm feasts on him. No longer will he be remembered. Like a tree, wickedness will be broken down. He prays on the barren and childless woman and does not treat the widow well. But God drags off the mighty by his power. When God rises up against him, he has no faith in his life. God may let him, them rest in a feeling of security, but he is constantly watching all their ways. They are exalted for a little while, and then they are gone. They are brought low like all others and gathered in, and like a head of grain they are cut off. If this is not so, who can prove me a liar and reduce my words to nothing? And so Job is basically saying that even though his friend, again, accuses him of deserving everything he gets, Job says lots of times it seems that people don't get what they deserve. And that Job had treated actually the poor and the widow and the orphan with great care. He was actually known as someone who did that. And Job, again, is saying, you don't understand. Sometimes we don't get what we deserve. Sometimes we get worse. And this idea of getting what we deserve as we look at Psalm 101 is also something that we see as it's played out in this psalm. Because in this psalm, the psalmist of the psalm, David again, is saying basically, That God should bring upon the people who have integrity, good things, and those who have no integrity, those who do evil, should receive the justice of God. That we should get what we deserve. Psalm 101. A Psalm of David. I will sing about loyalty and justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing praises. I will walk in the way of integrity. When will you come to me? I will conduct my business with integrity in the midst of my palace. I will not even consider doing what is dishonest. I hate doing evil. I will have no part of it. I will have nothing to do with a perverse person. I will not permit evil. I will destroy anyone who slanders his neighbor in secret. I will not tolerate anyone who has a haughty demeanor and an arrogant attitude. I will favor the honest people of the land and allow them to live with me. Those who walk in the way of integrity will attend me. Deceitful people will not live in my palace. Liars will not be welcome in my presence. Each morning, I will destroy all the wicked people in the land and remove all evildoers from the city of the Lord. There's a very strong word from the Psalm of David saying that those who do evil should be destroyed, they should receive the justice of God, the judgment of God, and those who are of integrity will remain secure in God. And we see the same sense of judgment also played out again in the book of Revelation, chapter 16, where we read in this chapter some horrifically um, terrifying descriptions of God's judgment that is to come. Revelation chapter 16. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple declaring to the seven angels, go and pour out on the earth the seven bulls containing God's wrath. So the first angel went and poured out his bull on the earth. Then ugly and painful sores appeared on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. Next, the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood, like that of a corpse, and every living creature that was in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they turned into blood. Now I heard the angel of the water saying, You are just, the one who is and who was the Holy One, because you have passed these judgments, because they poured out the blood of your saints and prophets, so you have given them blood to drink. They got what they deserved. Then I heard the altar reply, Yes, Lord God, the all-powerful, your judgments are true and just. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was permitted to scorch people with fire. Thus people were scorched by the terrible heat Yet they blasphemed the name of God, who has ruling authority over these plagues, and they would not repent and give him glory. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, so that darkness covered his kingdom, and people began to bite their tongues because of their pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their sufferings and because of their sores, but nevertheless they still refused to repent of their deeds. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates and dried up its water to prepare the way for kings from the east. Then I saw three unclean spirits that looked like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of the demons performing signs who go out to the kings of the earth to bring them together for the battle that will take place on the great day of God, the all-powerful. Look! Look! I will come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays alert and does not lose his clothes so that he will not have to walk around naked and his shameful condition be seen. Now the spirits gathered the kings and their armies to the place that is called Armageddon in Hebrew. Finally, the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, It is done. Then there were flashes of lightning, roaring and crashes of thunder. And there was a tremendous earthquake, an earthquake unequaled since humanity has been on the earth. So tremendous was that earthquake. The great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. So Babylon the Great was remembered before God and was given the cup filled with the wine made of God's furious wrath. Every island fled away, and no mountains could be found. And gigantic hailstones weighing about a hundred pounds each fell from heaven on people but they blaspheme God because of the plague of hail since it was so horrendous. There's a theme that runs throughout this entire chapter that God brings these judgments and yet the people do not turn to God. They blaspheme him. They, uh, they say all kinds of untrue things about him and they refuse to repent. And this is basically the judgment that all humanity deserves Left to ourselves, this is what I deserve, this is what all of us deserve, because we do not love, serve, and honor and obey the God who gave us life. And any who escape this judgment are only people who escape because of God's grace, his undeserved gift of mercy, forgiveness, due to his love. And so this is again a big warning for us, but also again ought to be a motivation to share the news of God's grace and his mercy, so that many more people can see this day not as a day that's coming upon them, but as a day that they can escape because they turn in trust and faith to Jesus, the only one who can rescue them from this coming wrath and judgment of God. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.